You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. Good morning, everybody, um, and you're welcome to today's uh, Let's Talk Dairy webinar. Next, guys and girls, we're going to move over and have a chat with Aidan Lawless. Aidan is the Dairy Unit Manager at Johnstown Castle. Johnstown Castle has a herd of 140 cows, of whom 90 are winter, winter calving cows. Now, while calving is well underway in the spring cohort of the cows, we're going to focus on the 90-strong autumn calving unit because this, uh, this unit um, is well in, in milk production. It's been managed as a separate unit at Johnstown Castle. So, Aidan, you're very welcome to the Let's Talk Dairy podcast. Thanks very much, Art. Yeah. Aidan, tell us a bit about the herd. When did the, we'll start off maybe with um, when did the herd calve and what's, give us a profile of the kind of cows you have. Yeah, so the the herd would start calving uh, our target calving date of around the twenty second of September. So to start calving any time from the fifteenth, sixteenth of September, and a ten week calving block we aim for two ten week calving blocks, um, very distinct calving blocks. So they'll finish up. I think our last cow calved is twenty eighth or twenty ninth of November. So you, you could get them uh, creeping into December for one or two cows for a week, but pretty compact uh, again. Sort of so most of them, I suppose the first sort of seventy five eight percent will be calved within the first three four weeks, and then the, the rest the other twenty percent will drag out there until until the yeah. end of November. Yeah, EBI. Um, there's there's a strong there's a strong EBI. I think Aiden, haven't they? Yeah. So the the, the overall herd uh, EBI is about two hundred, and that's pretty well balanced for um for milk and fertility. So I think uh, the milk's uh, kg's uh, predicted milk is about one hundred and thirty, and the figure for um for for milk is about seventy or eighty. I think, and uh, and the fertility about ninety or something. And then the calving is making up about thirty five in the health on top of that. So. Um, another important thing is like we we don't like the, the type of bull the type of sire that we're selecting for the autumn herd is the same sire that we're going to select for the spring herd coming when we start selecting the sires for the spring there in the next few weeks we're targeting fertility over 100 120 for fertility uh, for a fertile bull that's going to give us high milk solids um in and and a lot of that solids is coming from high percentages really rather than huge volume and that's what yeah. uh, we would have seen back i suppose with the autumn herd for the last few years um we're pretty well contracted, but even at that, like we're we're getting our most of our bonus for our our um, premium on milk is coming from the A plus B minus C, so the milk solids. We're getting about seven or eight cent a, a liter on that over the year, and I think most co-ops now are paying A plus B minus C, even winter milk contracted ones. So, and they're not a particularly big cow either. I was out there with you last month. I thought they'd be a stronger cow, a larger cow. They're nice. I won't say handy sized, but they're they're not a big cow, they're not. It, it depends where you're coming from, George, I suppose, but we would yeah. have some groups coming in um, um, and they'd be said they're a handy type of cow and then we have more groups coming in saying they're a big cow, but um, they're the cow we have and they're, they're sort of doing the business for us and, and, and we, I suppose we don't pick on size, but that's we, we, what we've been bred for the last few years. That's what we've ended up with. So, yeah, um, I think the, the maintenance index is, is, is somewhere around eight or nine or something. It, it's, it's coming in a figure that the cow should be around 600 kilos and that's what they are when yeah. we, we're weighing here for research purposes and also mid-lactation, that cow with 20% uh, first calvers in the herd mm-hmm. is, is coming in around that 600 kilo cow. So a nice, strong type of cow, yeah. Yeah. I suppose we'll move on then, Aidan, to the real focus of our chat here this morning. You've 35 hectares for 90 cows. That's the kind of what we call the milking platform for this group of cows. So it's a good tight stocking rate. They're all calved and in milk, so demand is high. How do you manage? We listen to John talking about people running ahead of themselves. 
How are you managing to keep the cows on track from a grazing perspective across this spring? Yeah, so the demand is high. Like we, depending on the trials that are going on, we've run stocking rates anywhere ranging from two and a half cows to four cows per hectare on the different treatments over the last 10 or 15 years, really. But at the moment, we've sort of a, a sort of grazing platform stock uh, demand of 3.2, 3.25 livestock units per hectare. And then we're bringing in, um, say, a forage maize, which will equate to an overall farm stocking rate about two, 2.4, 2.5 um, for, 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 but for the. Yeah, for the same management purposes. So we have potential demand of over 60 kilos a day, I suppose, at turnout from the first day. And we, we turned out the 30th of January there this year. Um, mm-hmm. That's our target date is normally the, uh, the first, first of February around then. Um, we have yeah. gone a week earlier times. We couldn't this year because we were on a methane emissions trial. But um, yeah, so we are, But it's important to, I think it's key and we would have had some People coming in before saying, "Oh, I've huge demand. I'll have to wait for. I wouldn't have enough grass." But um, so we we are turning out. But like we've been even with the and exceptional weather, and we've had exceptional exceptional weather really here for February. I've never seen it as good really. Like so, we can do whatever we like. But we're still only grazing by day with the autumn herd, uh, getting somewhere between five and seven kilos of grass into them. Um, and that's that's um, that's amounting to around twenty twenty or twenty five kilos of demand per per hectare. Still like so, we're losing significant john was talking about it earlier maybe 10 kilos a day we're probably losing 10 or 15 we had we carried very high covers um uh, higher than normal over the winter and we had some heavy covers that actually lost a couple of hundred kilos of grass that we, we had covers of 18 1900 where we wouldn't have really liked but um that's what we ended up with last week if you remember back october's exceptional growth in october there and weather got wet with us and we didn't want to fight with it with the autumn herd we were happy enough that we'd take out grass very easily in the in the spring so and once you get your allowances right indoors, uh, the autumn herd will clean out even heavy covers this time of the year once conditions are good. So I suppose the way we've managed it for the, the spring so far, we, we went initially, we started off with reasonable covers of maybe 11,000 to 1,200 maybe on some of the drier area for the first field. And then we actually, because conditions were good, we actually went to some of the wetter area that wouldn't have had the huge heavier covers and now we're gone into some of the, the that, that 18, 1900 at the moment on some of the drier ground. So we're just, I suppose, like John was saying earlier, we, we, we sort of played what was in front of us. So um, and when the conditions allowed to get, we didn't know the weather was going to stay good. So we grazed some of the, the wetter ground earlier. Yeah. Um, it, so, is it worth going out for five to seven kilos of grass a day? You're not uh, going to up to 10 or 12 kilos and go maybe three days a week or hold them in a week or two longer. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. Uh, we wouldn't, and I like I said, we wouldn't go out for any less than five kilos of grass. And we we had it. You could potentially have that, say, at a stocking rate when we ran a her a stocking rate of four or four and a half cows per hectare uh, there um, back a few years. And what we did is exactly yeah. what you said. We we went out uh, three or four days a week, and we stayed in the other three days. And no problem with that. Uh, but like, it's definitely worth going out for like four, five, seven kilos. Cows are going out with an appetite. Uh, we're aiming that they, they've sort of the silage cleared from really a, sort of um, after midnight sometime, two or three o'clock. They're getting three kilos of nuts in the parlour. They're going out. They have an appetite. They'll graze. But when the conditions conditions are as good as they are at the moment, what I found over the last week or two is they're going out even. They're not mad hungry, but they're going out and they're probably not grazing out fully in their first grazing bout. But then they get up around sort of a 12, one o'clock in the day. And before we normally bring them in around three o'clock, but they'll actually clean off the paddock there before they come in. Now, if conditions were a little dodgier, we'd probably target con- cut back the area a little bit, or make them a little hungrier going out. That they just go out and graze that for that three week or three hour block, and we bring them back in. But the huge, 
the the real benefit of um getting out now is sort of in April when we have ideally hoping that we'll have grass to sort of feed the herd on good quality grass uh, with no white butt that the grass is once we hit the second round we're sort of freewheeling with the autumn herd generally anyway so um, they're just sort of grass only with maybe a, ki- a couple of kilos of concentrate without any supplementation but we will be with with that sort of demand and any farmer with that sort of demand with a high proportion of autumn cows will be supplementing for most of March Um Generally, maybe in by night and out by day, you know. Yeah. If and that conditions... will be your plan here to wait, will it, for this? It will, that we have the grass budget. Like, we uh, we probably, if, if if things go right, we probably will get a second grazing bout for a week or 10 days in sometime around after Patrick's Day, maybe to keep on target or grazing proportions. Like, um should say, normally our target is very exactly what John was saying earlier, sort of that a third by the end of February and two thirds by Patrick's Day and then finish the 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 first round sometime the first week of April. Uh but again we play what's in front of us so things can change there. But we're we're running ahead at the moment where we we probably actually have just about a third grazed at the moment. So we'll probably be up to, pushing closer to maybe forty percent by the end of February. Uh yeah. now we have some heavier covers coming for over the next week or so. So that'll slow us down a little bit still we, even yeah. with that five or seven kilos in terms of percentages. But when conditions are so good, I'm not worried. And and with the winter, especially with the winter ones, uh, spring ones, we're not, I know we're not talking about them today, but they're, they're like, um, I've always said sort of the winter ones, we're sort of driving with the handbrake on at the moment, really, whereas uh, with the, our spring ones at the moment, it's foot to the floor. Um, we carried heavy covers over on the spring, with the spring ones as well, and we just sort of getting as much grass as possible into them out full time. Yeah. So Different different cohort of cows all together. Just to yeah. get back to the winter side of the house there, Aidan, as it just for the people that have joined us late, then yeah. we're just talking, we're focusing on this farm with Aidan Lawless, the dairy herd manager on the winter calving section. Aidan, what's the farm cover at the moment, the average farm cover on the winter block? Yeah, so I, I, on the winter block at the moment, the average farm cover is around 920 to 940 per, per hectare. So it's it's pretty good. Um, Like I said, we start off with a very, like we had covers of almost 1100, which was sort of yeah. unheard of maybe with the autumn, you know, but we normally be start closing up October, but we'd normally maybe coming in with a cover, maybe 900 or something where we started with a higher cover. We've got a good bit of grazing done. Um, and again, we're sort of on target, maybe more of what John was talking about as well. We wouldn't like the covers to go below 550, I suppose, sort of, um, um, on, especially on the, the autumn ones there at any stage. So we'll we'll monitor that, but like we'd be sticking pretty much to the percentages grazed as well. I noticed, like, like I said, we've had exceptional February growth rates, probably... The recovery has been good. Like there's actually anything that's grazed is nice green color to it. Um, I wouldn't say there's massive volume of grass on it, but you wouldn't expect a massive volume of grass in February anyway. Even with exception, like we've had a, we'd only eight mil of rain for the month of February so far. Um, and our soil temperatures for the last week or ten days about eight point nine, which is running about three or four degrees higher than normal. But like like I said, it's just the uh, solar radiation and the daylight hours. You're just not going to see massive growth in February, regardless of what sort of weather you get. But like I said, we couldn't, if we had every February as good as this, you couldn't look, ask for more. Conditions excellent. And, Aiden, yeah. what, have you, what have you gone out with then? Or have you spread slurry nitrogen? What's the story? Where are you at now with that? Yeah, so we've, uh, everything has got fertilizer, I suppose, sort of. Yeah. So, um, uh, and probably a more higher proportion than normal, maybe. We've got about 40% of the area has got slurry because um, we were able to, anything that we grazed where we hadn't spread uh, fertilizer on, we were able to go follow up with slurry as well. Um, and then we would normally would target sort of from the end of January or sort of 25th of January on, if conditions are good, we'd normally yeah. target the, the last third of ground that had the light, lighter covers. So all that went on with the less equipment, the, um, the low emission slurry spreading. So 
um, some dirty water gone on as well. And then uh, the fertilizer only went on there Monday, the 30 kilos of N protected urea um, on anything that hadn't got slurry yet. Um, at the end of the week there. Yeah, even, just, yeah. Even, yeah. The real, even the real heavy covers the 19s that you're going into the next week, they all got spread. Everything has got, yeah, 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 yeah. So look, that, that's that's there for, it's in the bank for like when they're grazed in the next week or two. Um, yeah, so it's ready ready to go now. So yeah, we would prefer okay. to be getting something at this stage now. It probably needs it like that 1900 has, has used up nitrogen at some stage to grow that anyway. Yeah. So yeah. In yeah. The question then the people will ask is about the diet. So the diet is five to seven kilos of grass, dry matter. Yeah. What else do you give the cow or the, the autumn carbon group? So the autumn calving group are uh, continuing. We 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 generally generally we don't change the diet when they go out because it can be disruptive indoors or outdoors. So what we'll do is we just change the percentage really. Like so, we're on about sixty to seventy percent. So rather than say if there's two thousand of um, silage going into diet, there'll be only thirteen hundred going in if we're on seventy percent. But so effectively per cow at the moment we're on five seven kilos of grass, five kilos grass silage, five kilos maize silage. And then there's about six kilos fresh of a. We we had been at eight there when it went out first. We sort of with good conditions all we pulled them back on the concentrate. So they're on six kilos fresh, about five five point five kilos concentrate at the moment, and that's actually a split between a higher twenty three percent nut and and then there's just a summer grazing sort of fourteen percent nut as well. We have the option of of two uh, feeds going in here. So if they do if the Ottomans do have to come in again, we might increase that higher. Uh, the twenty three percent note. That's just really to balance the the low protein and the maize. Um, well, and then the if, they're getting about three kilos of EJ, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's coming in and of an overall protein in the diet somewhere. Mike, um, I should say, Mike Deneen is sort of a, sort of um, overseeing the research here at the moment, based in Moor Park, and it's coming in over about sixteen percent. And then Neil Maher here is working away there, and he he did a good bit of work mm-hmm. on the methane emissions there on the on the on the autumn herd over the winter as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the diet, like it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a massive, and I, I've seen this for a few years now at, at uh, Johnstown, there wouldn't be a massive protein content going into the cows at any point across the winter or even through the spring. Like 16% of the total diet is, is low enough. But how, how is it panning out in terms of milk urea? And then maybe we'll talk about milk yield for a second. Yeah, they, well, the milk ureas are, are running low enough at the moment. Like we wouldn't want them any lower. They're sort of for the last, consistent for the last three weeks, three, four weeks at about between 14, 16 uh, okay. on the bull tank so uh, that's on the low side really but we're look we're happy enough uh indoors they, they were even running around 20 when they were in full time on the on the diet they were running with the the, the um 23 percent not full full nut they were running somewhere around 20 22 um okay. we yeah look, look we our target for uh, last number of years even when joe was working on it there for the last five or six years would have been pulling back the protein a little bit sort of and maybe between that and the type of cow we've probably held better condition on the cows they haven't peaked massively but they have a sort of flatter curve um reasonably good condition we've been getting for reasonably very good fertility i suppose with a 10-week breeding period we'd normally be running at less than 10 percent after the empty after 10 weeks yeah. and then they'll just like i said they'll they'll freewheel away you'll, you'll find our autumn cows won't be that far behind the, the spring cows even when they hit may june or when they're that peak milk period they're still probably doing 24 25 um liters at a higher high enough solids so and you told um, the audience here they're actually uh yielding 29 liters at the moment isn't that right yeah about 29 at the moment at 468 butter fat and 360 protein but so the the percentages are good good enough still we would have been around three between 345 350 protein during during the winter uh hopefully Last year we ran about four forty butterfat and three seventy protein. I think for the year we came in about 
uh, well, we had about we had very good milk solids last year, about 650, 660, probably delivered 630 or something. So, of milk solids, but that'd be and off from the seven. winter milk cohort. Yeah, yeah, but that's off, uh, like that's off of a high level of concentrate as well. Like it's, uh, it was last year, it was came in about 1.7 tons of concentrate. Our target will be about 1.4. We're probably better on target at the moment for this year, but there was between the drought last year and stuff and poor enough uh, conditions there in February last year as well. We didn't get to, to pull the concentrate as much yeah. as we would have liked. But um, it's probably a bit of imported maize in that as well, a rotting maize in that as well. Oh, yeah, well, like the, the, the maize is 50% of the diet there for... Um, for yeah. the winter period, so there's probably 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 of a ton of maize per cow anyway, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, what are the plans then, Aidan? So you're going to graze about 40% the way you're going in, in February, and it'll be supplementary. We've supplemented through the month of March then with silage again, because of your high stocking rate and high demand. What will be the meal uh, target for March and then going into April? Well, we'll we, once they'll, they'll be they'll be on. We'll we'll hold them on probably probably no less than five kilos if they're getting silage amazing in indoors. Our silage isn't isn't as good as we would have liked during the winter. The cows have performed reasonably well, but it's only coming in around seventy three DMD. We'd, we'd be targeting over seventy five DMD. Maize is good quality enough. Um, we had that fifty fifty split. Um, so they'll be. We're probably looking at five kilos per per head per day um, um, during the winter, uh, during the month of March, but dropping back down to when, like I said, when when it meets demand, and we will that that'll happen quick enough there in April, and we'll we'll probably come back down to a couple of kilos, um, and sometimes depending on what's happening with the 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 trial work and stuff, they'll either come off concentrate fully there in in June July before they're dried off, or or they'll stay on the two kilos. It's not a huge. It could be yeah. sort of sixty or hundred kilos in the overall context. It's it's not yeah. a huge amount. It might just carry some minerals and calamite. The heavy need feeding is behind you now at this stage. You know what I mean? The ton fed well, more, you know? Hopefully, anyway. Yeah, and and look, there's a uh, we would have seen there there there's a return. They're 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 still giving a good response to it. So I mean, even when you look at the figures, generally for the winter herds, uh, we would find sort of that probably the meal feeding might pay for itself in one thing. But like, there's other costs associated with winter milk in terms of higher capital investment, yeah. your infrastructure, and then your, your labor. And obviously, you're familiar with enough to, to work the sort of the, the split cabin is really adding to the, the labor hours as well. So, so like we're 100% autumn herd. If we didn't have the spring herd, things would be very easy for the summer here, I suppose, as well. So, In yeah. the last area I wanted to talk to you about was about the breeding season. So breeding is pretty much over now. I think it's over the end of this week for the winter calving herd. How did it go and what kind of bulls did you use or what was the breeding plan there? Yeah, yeah so um, look, the breeding, well, I, like I said, I'll tell you three or four weeks time how the breeding went. But look, it, it, it went well enough. Uh, we would I, probably I, maybe back a little bit in terms of conception to first service. I don't know. We haven't scanned yet, really. But just looking on, on return rates and all, we've we've had some cows quieting down a good bit in the last couple of weeks. All right. For the last three weeks. So. We'd be hoping that sort of we're we will be still on that sort of target of less than ten percent empty and probably a lot of that that's seventy percent or more calving in the first sort of three or four weeks. Um, the the heifers went very well as well and there was very few returns on the heifers as well. Um, yes. sort of types of bulls we're using are exactly what I was sort of describing yeah. there earlier. Um, I I can't give you a lot of genomic bulls and I no, can't give you the actual, but, but like the. The basis is sort of that sort of we're generally looking at maybe they're they're probably a hundred to hundred fifty kilos um, for milk. Um, they're 
percentage wise, we're looking at sort of 0.2, uh, maybe butterfat 0.15 or 0.2 protein, sort of uh, generally looking for 35 kilos of milk solids in the bowl, really, um, and uh, over 120 for fertility. And when you put those two criteria in, even I see and your list gets smaller and then just yeah. conscious of sort of trying to keep a bit of a spread like there would have been a lot of um, uh, one bull there, sort of, we know, um, sort of up on the top of the list, sort of, and, and sort of um, Sawyer's and Sons, he's there. So we're just trying to keep a little bit of a spread on that, like as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then, if, I if we're all yeah. If we're all there's any quick questions there for Aidan before we wrap it, just uh, pop them into the, the chat function there and we'll see how we get on. Um, so, Aidan, you didn't use any sex this year or anything, you didn't? No, we didn't. Um, we haven't used sex yet. Um, we, <clears throat> Well, I suppose because we're on that very ten tight ten week calving block with two splits, um, and up until the last few years, I suppose our fertility wouldn't, you know, it was only okay really. I suppose with um, maybe indoors and everything, but um, we're just yeah. conscious we didn't want to sort of make sure that there was no compromise in in terms of the the um, fertility. The other thing was, um, for, especially with the autumn herd, there probably is a little bit more of a demand for freezing bulls in the autumn than there would be in the spring. And like I was saying to you earlier, I think most farmers now aren't using sex for to generate heifers. They're using sex to not generate bulls. <laughs> so, um, and we'd be similar in that, and we probably will use it there. Maybe going forward, maybe in the spring, even we might use some some sexed. But um, we're happy enough. We're we generally we have a very pretty uniform herd. Um, so even our poor cows aren't are still sort of 120, 130 EBI cows that you'd be happy enough to breed off of. Uh, we've probably maybe about 10%, 10 or 15% of the herd that we want. We'll just use dairy beef from day one. But even yeah. using that, we're still generating all our heifers in the first. We actually, for the last couple of years, we've been generating too many heifers, which are a cost in the system if you're not um, getting rid of them early enough. So we've um, we've generated enough heifers that we have that sort of calved in the first three or four weeks. And even when I mentioned in labor again, that's a huge benefit if you can just have all the calves like so, our, our autumn calves are one block, and our spring calves are one block. And even at that, you still have three or four different groups of heifers. But like, if yeah, you have absolutely. if you have smaller different groups, it's very very difficult to manage. So the heifers are all calved in the first, I suppose, four or five weeks. All reared as sort of one group after 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 weaning, and and sort yeah. of they're yeah they're a good block then to come in for um, breeding. Okay, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've no more questions, I'm going to wrap it here uh, at that for Aiden. I look at. Aidan claims he's a Wexford man, but we all know that he cut his teeth and solid head in County Tipperary. So he might be doing a good job on in Johnson, but he learned it somewhere else. Remember that now. He didn't learn in Wexford. All right, Aiden. I have, I've, I've, I've converted one to Wexford now at this stage, George. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, uh, thanks very much, Aidan, for a very informative chat about the situation on the Wintermig side in, in Johnstown Castle. And we'll look at We'll be back again with another uh, episode of our Let's Talk Dairy series next next week at the same time. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.